The University of Southern California's Viterbi School of Engineering has just announced a new master's program in cybersecurity. What are the key elements of this program and how will it contribute to information security staffing? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Winnie Callahan. She's Director for Business, Education, Government, and Health Innovations at USC Viterbi's Information Sciences Institute. Winnie, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. Well, the big news, as I mentioned up front, is that the Viterbi School has just announced this Master's in Cybersecurity. Tell me, why is the time right now for this program? Well, one need only listen to the news or pick up a paper to understand that the nation is having tremendous challenges as it relates to cybersecurity issues. And uh, as a result of that, being able to help provide new cyber professionals that can go into the workforce, into business industry, or into agencies and governmental agencies is critical because, quite frankly, theoretical background is only a part of the, the, the equation. More significant is having an operational side and being able to understand the intricacies of cybersecurity, both from a foundational level, but the day-to-day operation and need to be able to secure assets and be able to address the types of threats that the nation is being faced with. Winnie, what can you tell me about the genesis of specifically the master's program? Oh, that's exciting. I have to tell you that this master's program has come from being extremely well informed by a variety of professionals over the last 15 years. In working with groups like U.S. Strategic Command and working with the National Security Agency and talking with people that are involved in critical infrastructure industries like power, transportation, etc., there's a real need to have professionals coming online that understand the playing field and that have a, a real strong foundation in being able to address sophisticated adversaries and advanced persistent threats that we are facing as a nation. What can you tell me about the courses and the subject matter that are going to be a part of this master's program? And the master's program debuts in the fall, is that correct? It does. The type of program and the courses that we put together, I think, are are pretty unique as we look across the nation. We chose to go uh, to a Master's of Cybersecurity rather than a Master of Science in Cybersecurity, and by doing it this way, we're able to set the requirements for people entering this program to come with us with a background in computer science, computer engineering, software engineering, mathematical analytics, and those courses that would put them in good stead to be cyber professionals at the highest level. By doing that, we could make all of our classes directly cyber-focused rather than starting with four to six courses in CompSci and then finishing a master's with maybe only four classes that are focused directly on cyber. This way, all of the master's program addresses cyber specifically. 
that makes it very, very strong. And in addition to having to focus in that area, we're able then to have uh, hands-on experience, balance the theory with the operational side, and allow the people to participate in directed research and in internships that prepare them to go into their new position the first day and be able to compete. When you spoke up front about the need for cybersecurity professionals, it's certainly something we all recognized. But from USC's perspective, what do you see as the greatest need for this next generation of pros, and how are you going to help meet that need? Well, I'll just regress a half second and indicate that even the uh, National Institute for Standards of Technology, NIST, has come out and said that by 2015 we have to have 700,000 cyber professionals by 2015 just in the United States. So the need is huge. The way in which we will meet that need is to reach out and recruit best and brightest in terms of students. We want them to be, obviously, patriotic. The grand challenges of engineering set at the national level and globally addresses cyber is one of the main grand challenges. And bright young minds and professionals that have been in the game for a while recognize the importance of the challenges that they're being faced with and quite frankly they like challenge and like to be contributing and so we're looking for those types of people that would like to be able to contribute and know what they're doing is important and dare I say there's quite a bit of money to be made in these careers and it tends to be one of those fields that has job security because the need is not ebbing, it's growing. And so it's a great career field for people to get into. Well, let me ask you then, how are we going to attract the right people to the field to fill these open positions? Is it going to be simply a matter of of money? Money may be a part of it, but again, I think really bright minds like challenges, and they're looking for a place where they can contribute and make a difference. The newest generations obviously have been raised with technology being just an extension of their hand, literally. And so consequently, people that come in with curiosity, those that enjoy the gaming side of things, the ones that enjoy the technology itself, and have a desire to come up with something just a little different, a little more creative, that's where we need to begin to attract. But I don't have to tell you, if we address only today's problems without reaching down and looking at young people in elementary and junior and senior high school and showing them the opportunities that the fields of engineering and IT would allow them to play in, then we're not going to solve the problem going forward. And unfortunately, if a young person doesn't kind of um, see something exciting that they can do in some of these harder courses, they kind of self-eliminate as they go into junior and senior high by saying, you know, I'm never going to need calculus or I'm not going to need advanced algebra are other courses, I'm just going to take the easy route. Those are kind of hard, where if we're able to show them at a younger age 
what they could do with degrees and how they could participate and, yes, how much money they could make, then they aren't as prone to take the easy route and then find out in senior high school, boy, I'd love to go into this field, but I'd almost have to go take high school over again because I didn't take the classes I need to enter engineering or technology fields. Winnie, traditionally we've had a hard time attracting women to engineering, technology, and information security. What can we do differently there? I think that the tide could turn there by, again, reaching into uh, the organizations, the schools that are beginning to educate at a younger age uh, women and minorities. I will tell you that one of the strengths at USC, I was blown away by it because nationally about 15% of the engineers today are female in terms of the schools. USC is approaching 40% in that category, and they really work at it. And we know, for example, the really bright minds and the females, as an example, really like role models, and they react well to that. And they like to be put in internships where they can try a career opportunity on for size. I think we have to do that in a more concerted way. And put young women in touch with those that are already in fields so that they can see, yes, I can do this. And the fact that the president and the nation is addressing science, technology, and engineering as areas of focus is certainly a very timely collision, if you will, with some of the things that we're trying to do and certainly no accident. Now, of course, we recognize that no educational institution can get by without assistance from the private sector. What can you tell me about USC and your unique needs from the private sector to make sure that your new master's program really is successful? What do you need most? We need their uh, participation with us. Having come from a program, in fact, I was recruited to USC to build a cyber program from some of the work that I had done at the University of Nebraska. And to be very honest with you, the secret to success with our cyber program there and with our cyber program here, I think, will clearly be the partners from private industry that we're working with. That gives us not only places for internships to take place, it gives us resources to bring in to work with the students and with the professors that are delivering uh, the courses. But almost more importantly, it keeps our instruction relevant. We can't do what we did five years or ten years back. We have to be relevant to the industry and to the needs today. And, in fact, yesterday on a, on a trip, and I was in Boston, I talked with the CIO of a major corporation, and he indicated that he was so awestruck by the courses that we have laid out for this program and the fact that we've listened to the needs expressed by leaders in this area across the nation. He said, you really listened, and you're designing what we actually need. And he sat there and gave me two more needs that he has for his corporation. And he said, so you're telling me you would put that into your program and you would build us classes to meet those particular needs? I said, yes, sir. He said, this is, this is really refreshing. He said, I'm really excited about this. 
And I'll give you a case in point. A couple of years back, I, I spent some time working with the CIO of the Air Force. And uh, at that time, General Bill Lord, he sent a team out to USC, and they spent a day or two with us out here. They came from all over the country. They sat around a table and rolled their sleeves up, and we talked about the needs for cyber professional and what should be in those classes. And we do that with companies as well. Another example, Union Pacific Railroad. have worked with them for a long time. They said at one point, we'll hire every student you graduate. Why? Because we were working with them in an iterative way to be sure what we were delivering would meet the needs that they expressed. And that is the way this program has been built. There's another key element to this program. Who is going to teach the classes? Who do you bring in? I am so excited to share with you a couple of the people that we brought to USC to work with the people that are here. One is Dr. Blaine Burnham. Dr. Burnham came out of uh, more than a decade at, at NSA. In his capacity there, he worked with uh, schools around the country from NSA, helping to fund the buildup of some of the first cyber programs, one being Naval Postgraduate School, and then helping to plan what went into those courses. He also helped Georgia Tech get its program in place. He has been on both sides, the academic side and the operational side. He's a perfect person to bring in. He's a legend. Think of students that can come in and learn from someone that understands the balance between the theory and the operational side. A second person that we brought in is Dr. Roger Shell. Dr. Shell, retired Air Force colonel, went into technology, actually taught at Naval Postgraduate School, has uh, been renowned and was taken this past year into the National Cyber Hall of Fame as one of the first 11 indoctrinated into that Hall of Fame in D.C. He came here because he says, Winnie, we're going to build it right. I want to be a part of it. So there's another person. We brought in a Lyndon Pearson, lead scientist from Sandia National Labs, very strong in network operation-centric uh, challenges as it relates both to hardware and to software. Then you combine that with the strong breadth of research capabilities that USC ISI has. They were one of the original universities that stood up IARPANET. They've worked extensively with the IC community and with government and actually have secure capabilities right at ISI. It provides a very unique setting and cutting-edge research. We have a cyber range here where people can emulate systems and actually watch what happens in a system when an attack occurs and how you can mitigate it. So we've got a lot of the right pieces and the right expertise, and then to be able to build this program from the ground up based on the requirements that the experts have shared with us, I feel very confident about what we're putting out there. Winnie, ultimately, how will the new program's success be measured? 
Well, there's a couple of ways, not the least of which is where our graduates are employed. In previous efforts that I've been a part of, we had a tremendous track record of placing students where they competed with the very best in the nation for job opportunities. And when those customers come back and want more and more of your graduates, you know you're doing something right. Another piece is obviously the attractiveness of the program to professionals that are already working in the field but want to get more education so that they can go up into corporations where they're currently employed. They'll recognize this program as providing what they need, not just theory. And so we will know quite handily the success of the program. Another thing I would point out to you is we have built this around the best-of-breed model. By that, I mean that we, as a university, and you can pick any company or any university, no one owns all the cyber assets that they need. But around the nation, there are some recognized experts. I've mentioned a few that we've been able to acquire to work directly with us. But we've also built up a consortium around the nation that we can reach back to where we have experts in certain areas related to cyber that we can tap, that have agreed to work with us, we can call, they will come teach with, serve as resource to, and help develop coursework. That enables us to be able to respond very quickly to requests from a company to be able to meet their needs and to provide the instruction that they need, you know, short term. So we're pretty excited about that. It's a very unique approach. Final question for you. For those yes. who might be listening, might be interested in entering the information security field now, what one piece of advice would you offer to them? Uh, I would say quickly apply get yourself into a program, and when you're looking to decide where you're going to go, be very cautious to make sure that the program you enter isn't just theoretically based and that the courses that you take, be they at an undergraduate or graduate level, that you're getting enough real cyber security types of courses and information assurance focus so that when you leave your program, you really are hireable, and you can go in and begin to make a difference. Again, cybersecurity today is not a spectator sport. You're either all in or you're marginal. And I think with uh, people coming into a program, you want to be sure that you've had a program that gives you tremendous hands-on opportunity and a chance to go through everything from policy assurance to distributed systems to secure systems engineering to forensics, applied cryptology, etc. But you can't get enough, and so you want a program that's offering the most for the time that you're going to spend and the money you're going to invest. And I kind of think USC is one of those places where you just cannot go wrong. Well, it's very good. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you. Thank you so much, and thank you for your interest. We're very excited about the program and uh, would welcome you to check back with us and to come talk to us anytime, Tom. The topic has been the Master's in Cybersecurity Program offered by USC's Viterbi Information Sciences Institute. 
I've been talking with Winnie Callahan, Director for Business, Education, Government, and Health Innovations. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.